This is the Vision Driven Mom podcast, and I'm your host, Tracy Nolan Bierman, for moms by moms who believe that anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Each week, you'll hear firsthand relatable stories from moms that have journeyed through motherhood from fear, loss, and heartbreak to healing, empowerment, and success. Motherhood is truly the journey of a lifetime, so let's enjoy the ride together. Welcome back to the Vision Driven Mom podcast. I am your host, Tracy Nolan Bierman, and today my special guest is Kristen Schindler, and I'm super excited to have you, Kristen. Thanks for being here. Oh, thank you for having me, Tracy. I'm so excited to be here too and get to know you and share with your listeners today. Yeah, me too. Well, listen, Kristen is, she's a wife, a homeschooling mom of three. She's an author, a podcaster, and personal coach who desires to help people show up strong for themselves, those they love, and those they are called to serve. With over 23 years of experience in education, writing, and encouraging others, she had, she has made it her mission to show up each day with authenticity, vulnerability, and listening to the hearts of others. Her sights are set on helping others all over the world to be encouraged to know they are seen and are worthy of dreaming big and having hope for a brighter tomorrow. For the last six months, she has worked tirelessly on establishing an international mission project in Sri Lanka and worked hand in hand to build a small community grocery store as well as construct a house for a family. Kristen, so excited. I can't, I can't wait to, to hear it. Tell us about how did you get here? How, tell us a little bit about your story. <laughs> well, thank you so much again, Tracy, for having me. I'll tell you, it's, I just have to say first and foremost, that it's always nice to have a plan, right? I'm a plan person. I have highlighters, I have sticky notes, and I like to lay it out. I, I love a good planner, right. paper planner. Girl after um, my own heart. <laughs> uh, do you like the pen aisle in Walmart? Because I do in Target. <laughs> yes. I'm like, I'll be in the pen aisle. Well, you know, it's funny. So the whole, my book, All the Things, it was actually birthed. I had been blogging for a while, but it was really blogs that I did for my children. I was writing about experiences that I was having and some in the beginning, they were, they were so young. They, I mean, they wouldn't remember those stories. And so I wanted to have a, a place where I could kind of keep track of those types of things and share with them, like where I was in motherhood when these things were happening. Right. And um, so a friend of mine, she had told me, she said, she was actually one of my student teachers a number of years ago. And she said, have you ever heard of this particular author? And and I told her I had, but I hadn't read anything by her. And she said, well, I think that she's like, you're writing doppelganger, but you're funnier. And I thought that's a really nice compliment, you know? And so we got together. Yeah. And so we got together for lunch and she actually gifted me with a copy of this person's book. I had been so busy with different things that I hadn't had a, a chance to get into another really good book. But two summers ago, we were heading home to upstate New York. My grandfather had passed away. And my family and my mom and dad and my brother's family, we had traveled all back home to, for the funeral. And we decided to stay for a little bit of extended period and just really get to visit with family. And I had time, that quiet time to read that book. And while I was reading that book, I really liked it. But do you know, like when you, you go to someone's house and they have like, this recipe that they're known for. Everybody's like, oh, you've got to try her, da, 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 or you've got to try his, and you eat it and it's good. But right. you're like, hmm, like if, if I had made this, I would have made it and added this or this or whatever. And right, that's not right. how I felt about that book. I felt like it was, it, it told a good, you know, it was humorous, but I felt like it was leaving me with like wanting a little bit more closure or direction or whatever. Right. So it kind, it kind of started making me think about, well, what if I took the things I've been blogging about and some other things that had been happening and put it in my own book? And right. so I kind of started thinking about that. Well, lo and behold, that same trip, we went to New York City with a friend of mine. 
And it was my husband and my three kids and my girlfriend from when I was little, she was our tour guide for that day. And before we got to the city, we were talking and just chatting the whole way. And we got there and we were in the subway and we had taken at least one train already, but we were on the platform and she said, Hey, I just want to tell you that if we get separated on the train, this is what we need to do. Because this happened when my kids were your kids' ages, and I wasn't really prepared for this. And so if we get separated, if we, if somebody gets off at the wrong spot or, you know, whatever, or misses the spot, like what we're going to do is everybody's just going to go to back to the last spot where we were. Like if you go, if you go past, you know, so she gave us like this this outline. Well, first of all, I was like, wait a minute, what? Like this, I, this was not what I planned for my day in the city. Okay. (laughs) This was, I, you know, and I don't use the subway. So this was not something that I was planning for. So, but she told us exactly what to do. She's like, I'm sure it won't be a big deal, blah, blah, blah. Well, three stops later, as we kept getting closer and closer to Times Square and it was busier in the day, the car got fuller and fuller and fuller. And so she had my youngest daughter and that was like, she was a buddy with her. I had my middle boy and my husband had my older one. So we were like man-to-man defense. It was good, good coverage. Well, the more people that came in to the actual car, my son, my oldest got separated from my husband Mm. and they were just, you know, like five, 10, you know, he was like a little bit away from my husband. He had his eyes on my husband the whole time. Well, my husband was right next to the door and we got to a stop where more people needed to get out. And my husband stepped off the train. Oh, my son saw him step off the train, but he was down by the other door. And when that happened, my son thought, oh, this must be our stop. So he hopped off the stop and he started walking back towards my husband, who then proceeded to hop back on the train. And the doors shut. Right. And all I could hear was my husband screaming to my then 16-year-old son, get on the next train and get off the next stop. And he's just slamming on the door. And it was so surreal to me that this was actually happening. Like my friend had kind of prophesied and given us the steps to do. Now, something that you need to know, my 16 year old didn't have a cell phone, right? He did not have a cell phone. And that, so, so that whole story, um, you know, we ended up getting off at the next stop. We waited for him. We all, you know, the story turned out well. Um, but that whole situation made me just think about parenting and it brought the book to life because you know, when you first start out as a parent, and when I did is like, you know, you want to make sure you have all the things you have to have all the things that the kids are going to need, you know, you go and you have your shower and everybody gives you all the things. But really, the things that are most important are those lessons that you teach your children. So that when they are off the train, either they choose to step off the train, or they're just on their own, right, Right. they're going to navigate the lessons in life more lessons are going to be navigated without you there Mm -hmm. than they are with you there. Mm. And, and so that was like really powerful. And I came home from that experience in the city that day. And it it really was like the birth of the book. It was the birth of everything kind of coming together in my head of how I wanted to present this in such a way. So I came back from my summer vacation and I just started writing. And I just kind of took things that I had written. I tweaked them all. I kind of wanted to make them all in the same, you know, rhythm or, you know, what have you and and things that I had that I just wanted to share with moms. Like I wanted to be authentic. I wanted to be vulnerable, you know, and, and I wanted to take things from what other people had shared with me and just share my heart and just that vision. And, And I didn't really know, like, who was I writing this for? I was writing it for me. I was writing it for right. my children, but the feedback that I've gotten from moms, people that I know and people that I don't know is that it was exactly what they needed to hear when they needed to hear it. Right. 
and they felt like there were times that they read something I wrote and they were like, wow, I can't believe she wrote that. Yeah. She's like, she wrote it for me. Right. So the craziest part of this was, is that I'd worked so hard. Everything was, you know, going along the way that I had planned. Then it got to the day of my book signing. I was launching my book. I had people had pre-ordered. It was, you know, a really big, exciting day. And that was the day that our county got shut down because of COVID. Right. It was like, it was the weekend that some people showed up, but most people were out buying toilet paper. Right. Okay. Let's be real. They were just like stocking up. And so then what ended up happening is honestly, the book kind of flatlined Mm. because people were home with all their people. Yes. Doing all the things. Yes. Oh my gosh. They're doing exactly the book, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the last thing I want to do is read about more things. And, you know, and so what ended up happening is my husband said, well, what if you, you know, did an audio book of it? Because that way moms could be listening and still be, you know, he's always really good with, with, you know, I don't give him enough credit, but he usually has really great ideas. And so, so I did that and worked out great, but still I was like, I don't know, is this, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Like, I just... I just feel like there's supposed to be something more, you know, I didn't know what that vision was. I just knew. And I've always felt like my heart sees things differently. My brain does things and and creates things differently. And I just felt like I was just in this cycle of this isn't this that I'm supposed to do more, right? Not to be busy. It's not, not that I want to do more I just wanted to do like more things that were deep and meaningful and, Mm -hmm. and resonated like on a soul level that I knew that I was doing something that mattered and, and would leave that legacy that you and I were talking about. So there's a chapter in my book last, the, the, the fall before last fall, we went apple picking and it's called gratitude pie. And it was the hardest chapter that I wrote in the book. And it wasn't because it was a difficult thing to write about. It wasn't because it was, you know, anything. We went apple picking and we came home and my kids were like, mom, can we make apple pie? And, you know, I said, sure. You know, so I had an eighth grader and I had a fourth grader and, you know, my oldest son wasn't, you know, he, he wasn't wanting to do the pie at the time, but I thought, sure, no problem. You know, so they're getting all the ingredients out and something just hit me. And I was like, I don't want them to to just think like, oh, look what I made. Like I made this apple pie all by myself. Like Mm. there were so many things that went into making that pie. So Mm. we talked about it, like the gratitude of who who took care of the trees. Like how long does it even take an apple tree to produce the fruit that you were able to pick today to be able to put in your pie? And so while I was while we were having those conversations, I started thinking, I need to write about this. Mm -hmm. I I need, this needs to be part of the book, right? Because we want our children, we want them to be independent. And it's kind of like that push pull. We want them to be independent, but we also want them to know that they didn't get where they got by themselves. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So that fierce independence yet also be reliant on other people that helped you along the way. Mm -hmm. So, so I got to writing that night and I started thinking like, how long does it take an apple tree to, you know, you know, we had kind of looked that up or like, where does cinnamon come from, you know? And so we had looked that up during the day. And one of the places that cinnamon comes from is Sri Lanka. And, Hmm. and I didn't know, I didn't know much about Sri Lanka other than the fact that there's a lot of shirts and garments that are, are made there. Right. So I actually wrote these words and I'm going to read them to you. It's in, it's in chapter 15, gratitude pie. And I wrote, what about the cinnamon harvester? Does he realize his life's work touches the lives of so many people all over the world? Does he know the bark that he scrapes off those trees is added to tea in India that warms the bellies in cups of chai tea measured by the time. So I wrote about that. The, the cinnamon harvester in Sri Lanka. Now, I need you to remember that, okay? Because that's really crucial to this whole story, all right? 
I couldn't get that chapter right. I had to rewrite it and rewrite it. It just didn't feel right. It wasn't the right packaging. It just didn't, it didn't convey what I wanted. So I finally got the chapter right. And after my book was flatlining, I joined a challenge and that challenge was called the Rise Up World Challenge. Yes, and where it, we met. It was, <laughs> yep. And it was from people all over the world. And I met with a coach who pushed me to really define what my mission statement was. What, you know, what are the core values, but what is your mission statement? Like mm-hmm. what, how are you going to show up every day? And so I had written it out. I had worked it out that I was going to, and, and here's the thing. I had only made a thousand dollars on my book up to this point. Okay. I gave it all and paid it to this coach. That's all I had to give. And he actually charged more than a thousand dollars, but I didn't have any more than that. So I said, this is what I can pay you. This is what I can give you. If, if it's not going to work for you, then I get it. But you know, anyway, so he said, that's fine. I really believe in what you have. I really believe in your message. So, you know, let's work together. So I wrote my mission statement that every day I want to show up authentically, vulnerably, and listen to the hearts of others. Mm. So I'm connecting with people all over the world, people in Kenya, people in Brussels, people in Ireland, all over the world. And I moved all over the world and I met people. So that wasn't scary to me. You know, for some people, they their antenna may go up because they're not, you know, with Facebook or with just whatever. And some people are weirdos, okay? Sometimes you get someone who says their name is such and such and you look at where they're coming from and you're like, yeah that's not the right person, you know, but you know, I was connecting with lots of women and lots of women would say, well, what kind of business are you in? What kind of business are you in? Well, lo and behold, in the middle of June, when I kind of was like, Lord, I don't, I thought I was listening to what you wanted me to do. And now I just kind of feel like I'm just kind of still not lo and behold, this woman reaches out to me and she friend requests me. And she asks me what I do for my job. And I said, well, I'm a writer, you know, I'm a podcaster. I'm, and she said, well, I need a business, ma'am. I need to help my family. And she took, she went on to tell me that her husband had been working. They had two small children and her husband had been injured right before COVID. He was an elevator technician and he fell, he had his harness on, but he fell. And so he was out of work for a couple of weeks, not paid. And then COVID hit them and no pay for three months. Mm -hmm. And she said, I have to do something. And so we were texting back and forth, but she was, you know, sharing with me like pictures. And and I said, "Um, so where, where do you live? Where are you located? Sri Lanka. Of course. Right. Of course. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, Lord, I'm listening. Yes. I hear you. Mm -hmm. Yep. And So we start talking and so she starts sending me photos and I ask her like, what are you able to do? Like, are you able to make something? Are you, you know, what does your community need? You know? And so she goes on to show me these pictures of this small little like 10 by 10 concrete building um, that was her father's little shop. Her father had been a farmer. She's the only child. Her mom and dad just had one child and he had been a very successful farmer. And then in the later years of his life, the last couple of years, he was only in his sixties when he passed, um, he had a heart attack, so he couldn't farm anymore. Mm-hmm. So he, he had been building his family. This house was supposed to be part of her dowry. And when he got ill and had his heart attack, he had to stop building it. So she was video chatting me at this point, we're video chatting. She's showing me we're walking. I'm in Sri Lanka with her. We're walking, you know, and she's like, this is the house that my father started building for me. And he had to stop. And he built this small, like used the same cinder blocks and built this small little shop for their community. But then shortly after that, he did that for like a year. And then he had another heart attack, ended up in the hospital. He ended up passing away. Well, at that point, my friend was, had had a brand new baby. It was her first baby. She couldn't work. She had this brand new baby. Her mom has her own heart issues. She couldn't work. So they were reliant on her husband. Mm -hmm. And she said, what I want is I want to make this shop my shop. 
I want to be able to bring, you know, it's a rural community in Sri Lanka. It's like 25 minutes outside of the closest city, which is Homogama City. It's in the Western province of Sri Lanka. And she said, we, it's over five miles to the next little shop and it's, you know, dirt roads. She said, so I know that I could do this, but I have no money. Mm-hmm. And she talked about like how they have coconuts, they have bananas, they had some rice because her dad had a rice patty. So they had like a, a garden and she showed me this. She's like, but we don't have protein. The children are, it, it, we're, we're very hungry. I don't know what I'm going to do. My husband has just gotten a new job, but he won't get paid until the next month, right? Because he's just starting. So I talked to my husband and I said, look, I want to send this woman some money. I've never done this in my life. I've never, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't even know how to do this. I don't know how to send anything. He said, okay, that's fine. So I ended up sending her some money via Western Union. And she sent me pictures of her receipt. She sent me pictures of everything she purchased for her children. And she was so grateful. And I didn't know it at the time because the amount that I sent her was $50. Well, a month's worth of work, full-time work as an elevator technician is not even 300 US dollars. Wow. So that amount of money was like all the groceries that they would need for the month anyway. Mm -hmm. But when I saw her grateful spirit, something in me said, ask her what she needs to start the shop. Mm And so I said to her, look, I want you to create a business plan. I want you to tell me what it is that you would need. If you were going to outfit this shop the way you see in your mind, the way you want it, what would that look like? And so, so that night she wrote it all down the next morning. Cause we're opposite, right? When it's night here, it's, it's, it's day there. Right. She had a whole business plan, Tracy. How much was her shop? How much was it going to cost to get her shop up and running? You want to make a little guess, ballpark estimate there? I have no idea, but not as much as it would here. <laughs> no, not as much as it would here. How much did I, how much did I spend on my coach, Tracy? That thousand dollars. To the penny. Wow. Wow. To the penny. Now she didn't know that I had hired a coach. Right. But I, I knew that I hired a coach. Mm-hmm. I knew, I knew at this point I had literally zero dollars now, right. but I had to spend that thousand dollars to get my vision and my mission right. because right. I had to be willing to listen and be authentic and vulnerable and not think she was a scam artist. Mm-hmm. And I had to listen to her heart. Right. Right. If I wouldn't have gotten that, it wouldn't have been the right time. I completely get that, that, and that it was exactly a thousand dollars. That is not, that is not out of the blue. (laughs) That is divine. No, just wait. I mean, just wait it. The story just, it continues to just like, give me goosebumps. I'm getting goosebumps right now. So anyway, so I said, I, I thought to myself, okay, I don't have a thousand dollars, but I know people and I like to talk and they always are saying, what are you doing next? Right. And so I reached out, I reached out, I started a small private Facebook group and my friend's name is Darshka. Um, and I called it Darshka shop. And I said, look, I have this, I have this woman. I want to help her. Is this something that you'd be interested in helping me with? If not, not a big deal. If it's not for you, I'm not going to be offended. But if so, I need to raise a thousand dollars. And I just started with there. And that was, that was June 25th. July 15th was the grand opening of her shop. Wow. Wow. Yes. That's fast. every, Every day her husband would work. And he'd come home and then he would work on the shop. He would, Mm -hmm. they cleaned it together. They painted it together. They did the electrical together. And uh, the first time that I talked to him, because I was text messaging her and video, and she was sending me photos. The first time I talked with him, 
we were actually like trying to figure out how to say each other's names correctly. Yeah. And I, and so he said, how do you say your name? And I said, my name is Kristen, Kristen Schindler. And he looked at me and he looked at Darshka and he, and his name is Harsha. And he's like, excuse me, ma'am. I said, it's Kristen, Kristen Schindler. He goes, no, you don't understand, ma'am. My new job that I just started is for Schindler Elevator Company. Oh, you're kidding. Oh, I love this. And I was like, well, I don't own that company. (laughs) I want to make that very clear. He's like, no, you, no, 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 no. He's like, but it's same name. Like, that's your name. You're helping us. Like, Mm. and he just, it was blown away. So he went and got his, his hat and his jacket and everything. And, and I just, it was like another reminder. God is working. Like he's making it a button. He's making, that had to be, that was clear to them. That was something that showed them because I never went into this, ever went into this in, in any like missionary, like I'm going to convert these people. Like that was, that was not my intention, but I made it abundantly clear what my faith was in terms of, you know, I'm, I'm just asking God to help me because I don't have the money to just write you a check as what, as much as I wish I did. Right. Right. I don't have that. Right. And so slowly and slowly, and they chose, they chose July 15th because that was my, that's my oldest son's birthday. Mm -hmm. And they wanted it as they thought of it as the rebirth of of their life. And so that day was, that day was a beautiful, beautiful day, but it wasn't without arrows that came flying at me of negativity from different situations. Mm -hmm. And, and at, and at the end of that day, I kind of was having a little pity party for myself. Cause Mm -hmm. I was like, Lord, why, why did there have to be any negativity? This is a beautiful day. It's a wonderful day, you know, and we had actually, you know, Tracy, I'll add you to the private group so you can see it. I, we had a live stream Mm -hmm. of the grand opening of the, of the thing. And on that specific day of the live stream, it was just so, so powerful, but it was nighttime. They chose 8.50 at night to open their shop because that was my son's birth time. Obviously people, obviously people aren't like lining up to come to their shop at night at 8.50. So I was having a little bit of a pity party for myself and it was nighttime at our house. So we were just finishing our day. And I was like, Lord, why did it have to have this, this negative arrows at all? Mm -hmm. And I get a phone and I get a phone call. They start video chatting me. It's six 30 the next morning at their house Mm -hmm. and it's daytime and they want to show me their shop. They're in there. They're waiting for their first customers. And so they're like, ma'am, you know, um, we wanted to show you some other things in the shop that we didn't get a chance to show you before. And I was like, okay, this is awesome. And so they're like, what about this, ma'am? Do you know what this is? And so like, I don't know if you've ever been to like an, like a Mexican grocery store or Pakistan grocery store, but like a lot of times the, the packets of, of seasonings, they're like little tear off packets right. and they hang like, okay. So they were showing me like, do you know what this is? And they held up something and it said like um, coriander. And I said, oh yeah, we have coriander here, you know? And then they held something else up that was a different kind of spice. And I wasn't aware of what kind that was. So they explained that to me. And then he says, what about this, ma'am? Do you know what this is? And he held in his hand a bundle of cinnamon sticks. And I said, yep, I know what that is, Harsha. And I said, did you get that at the city center where you got all the other supplies for the store? Because they had been showing me when they would go get their next step, like show me like this is what we have and you know, keeping people updated on the, mm-hmm. on the group of where their donations were going. So I said, oh, did you buy those cinnamon sticks in the city center? And he says, no, ma'am, I have a cinnamon tree in my backyard. Oh my gosh, he's the one, right? They are, they like, are the people. Harvest, yes. Right, they are I the harvesters. The bark. Wow. Yeah. Kristen. Exactly. Holy cow. And that was for me, like when you talk about a vision driven mom, Yeah. that right there, and I still get goosebumps. That was 
when the validation light was like, look, I felt like God was telling me, I put this story in your heart to write down. Right. I chose this country. I chose these people. I chose you to not have any money and have to have other people help you because you're used to doing it on your own all the time. Mm-hmm. And how dare you think that when you're doing my work, that you're not going to have arrows come at you. Right. Right. Like, come on, when you're a soldier for whatever cause it is that you're doing, but especially when you are suiting up with God's armor, you expect the arrows to come. Right. Right. And so just become the ninja, right? Just start dodging them and doing whatever you had to do. But that right there. And then he said, what about this, ma'am? Do you know what this is? And he held up a pack of mustard seeds. Oh, you're kidding. No. Now he doesn't know what the mustard seed, the story of the mustard seed is, right? right? But I do. So, so all of these things were just a reminder to me. And it was like, I got to see the whole picture. Like so often we want to see the whole picture. Right. And we, we, you know, and I felt like this was a snapshot of God telling me, I have mighty work for you to do. It's going to seem crazy. It's going to seem impossible. And people are going to doubt you do it anyway. I love that. Kristen, that is an amazing story. Oh my gosh. I love that on so many different levels. I call that, I call that following the yellow brick road. And what we talked about is that, you know, we wait for the lightning bolts to come down and it's not until you decide and take a step, then the lightning bolts come down. I love that you listened. It's huge. How many of us get those messages? You know, it starts out as a little nudge, you know, or maybe just a little whisper and then it's a little nudge. And then sometimes like this year, we get what I call the cosmic two by four, but we don't have to wait for the cosmic two by four. The cosmic two by four, what I mean by that is when COVID hits and it changes everything or you get sick or there's an accident or there's a divorce or a death or something like that. But like, that's the cosmic two by four that I'm talking about. We don't have to wait. You're an, you are an example. You are an example of the vision driven mom, right? The, okay, I'm, this is, this is, this is what I'm doing. I'm writing this book, right? Who would have known that writing that book would have taken you on this journey and I love too that you have like you, you've shined the light on this woman who is also a vision-driven mom. This is what I want to do. This is what yeah. I'm doing. Oh my God, that's a I, I have chills. That is okay. Such well, just a hold on story. because that is just the first step. Wow, that was just the first step. So while we were working on putting the shop together, and we were always talking about the shop and stuff, we would be video chatting. Okay, mm-hmm. well, we're video chatting and. Some days it was raining so hard that I couldn't even hear them. Yeah. And they were like, I'm so sorry. It, we're having big storms. And, and so they would show me and there was buckets in their home mm-hmm. because their roof was leaking. So, so Sri Lanka has like 26 varieties of termites oh. and the roof, the roof of this house that was her mom and dad's home. The reason why her dad was building a new home was because he wanted a newer home that had a better roof that was safer, you know, everything. So while we were working on this other home or while we were working on the shop, she would show me the other house, which is literally like the shop is 10 feet from their front door of their small family home. Mm -hmm. And the new house that their dad was building is behind the shop, like 10 or 15 feet. Okay. So just imagine, just imagine your father has died and when he died, so did the dream of this house Mm -hmm. and the house that he built, he was able to buy, he was able to build all the walls. He had a vision. He built all the walls. There was no floor. There's no roof. There's nothing else. And in seven years time, the jungle has just reclaimed that. It's just, you know, and every day you look at that it's a, it's a specter of the dream that died right. with your dad. Right. There was, it, they were hopeless. They, th- those are her words, not mine, that, you know, we had no hope. 
-hmm. And so when the shop got done, because I knew that the roof on their current house was leaking. And some people were like, well, why don't you just fix the current roof house? I knew that if we didn't put a roof on the house that her dad was building, that in four years, five years time, the structure and integrity of those walls with more and more rain, it wasn't ever going to be able to be fixed. Right. So I told my friend, I know that this might sound crazy, but I feel like God is telling me that you need to start picking the weeds around the house. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh, ma'am, I can't ask you to help us anymore. You've already given us a business. I said, I'm not, you're not asking. And I, and I don't, I said, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like, I'm not doing it. Like, I have no resources financially to give you. Right. And I said, but I just feel like God is saying that we have to do this step by step. Like, this is what we have to do. And so they said, okay. And so they spent like a whole day, two days, three days cleaning all the weeds out. And then I said, okay, I need you to find out what you need to do to put a roof on. So they had a carpenter come, they had an architect, make sure everything was structurally sound. Um, And step-by-step, $4,000 needed to put a roof on. Mm -hmm. That happened a month ago. Wow. This is all since what Rise Up World was in? June 25th is when I met her. Wow. The roof was finished. The concrete floors have been poured. The plastering on the walls inside the house today, when I talked to them, they're working on the the bedrooms, finishing that. Um, The rough wiring has happened. This is all by donations from people. Now Mm. it's not, it's not, here's the thing that also their current house where they live does not have indoor, um, like indoor plumbing, like indoor indoor bathroom they have like an outhouse kind of and so when all this rain was happening not only was there leaking of the roof and we tarped that for a temporary fix but it will need to be that roof will need to be replaced eventually they don't have a kitchen that's an indoor kitchen it's a lean-to kitchen Mm -hmm. so when it would rain and it would leak then the kitchen was wet and they couldn't cook so this house has an indoor kitchen has an indoor bathroom so all of those things need to be plumbed and, you know, all of those types of things. Right. But step-by-step step, it's happening. And I didn't expect this part to happen, but about a month and a half, almost two months ago, they said, ma'am, we want to go to church. Um, I, w- I was talking to them about singing because, you know, with time frame, they were trying to get a hold of me one day. And I said, I can't talk to you right now. I'm actually leaving I have to go to rehearsal. I have to sing at my church. And they said, well, can we, can we listen to you sing? And can we, you know, and I said, actually, yeah. And so I sent them the link to our streaming, our churches, you know, a streaming church. And they've been watching ever since. Yeah, I love that. And so I said, they said, we want to go to church, ma'am. We want to go to a a Christian church. We've never been, we want to learn about God. We've never known about God. And I was like, okay, like I, this wasn't part of my plan. I didn't know how to even do any of this. And, you know, and so they ended up going to a church in the big city and it was a major turning point for them because they're seeing God work in their life. Mm. They're seeing someone who believes in God, who doesn't know them, who's a complete stranger, like being the hands and feet and just pouring into them. Mm. And they are celebrating their first Christmas. They just got their first Christmas tree. They want to know about Jesus. They want to know the story. And so, but the bigger thing that happened the other day that was so powerful was when we were talking about once the house is finished, which we're trying to get enough people to support so that we can get it buttoned up by the end of the year. I mean, that's, that's, you know, it would be awesome but we were talking about what to do with the current house. And at first I thought, well, maybe they'll want to make it like a bigger shop so that they have like able to have more stuff. Mm -hmm. And so they said to me the other day, no, ma'am, we were thinking 
because we consult about everything, right? They were like, we were thinking that maybe what we'll do is we'll fix the current house up, paint anything that needs to be fixed. And there's a local garment factory where women who live in other parts of Sri Lanka, they work here and it's hard for them to find safe, clean places to live. Mm. So they said, what we'd like to do is make it like a boarding house. And we could, we could have like twin beds and have like eight women who rent and they can have, you know, everything. And I said to my friend, I said, Darshika, do you realize what God is doing here? Mm, Right. I said, you have told me that no one has ever encouraged you and, and seen you before. And now you're going to have eight women who you are going to now be able to pour into and encourage them. Oh, so beautiful. And she was just like, so like you to see her face when I told her that, right? Like she was just like, I get to, I get to do that the joy of her being able to now bless other people. Right. Right. It would just come full circle, like times eight. Yeah. And that's an amazing story. I had no idea all of this and that that now she gets to pay it forward. And then, oh my gosh, what an amazing story. That is, that is the mightiest, it's the mightiest work that yeah. I've, I've, I've ever, other than my own family and being a mom. Right. And, and, and she keeps saying, ma'am, this is going to be our story. Like we're sisters forever. Mm. And, and her mom, and, you know, one day early on in the project, when we were talking, her, her mom has her own heart issues in her heart, you know, and her mom is in her late sixties. And she said, my mom has been afraid to die and leave me alone. Oh, because but she she's has, not, she's not alone. And she said, now my mom told me the other day, her mom is getting to see the house being built. Mm-hmm. The, dream, the dream that she and her husband had for their family. Mm. And the little, you know, her little boy is three and her, you know, the little girl, it just turned one and the grandma's getting to see her grandchildren in that home. And she said, my mom said that she, she now, she now is at peace that when it's her time to die, she's not afraid to leave me because she knows that you and I will be sisters forever. Yeah, Kristen. Wow. That is an incredible story. So it started with you listening and following no matter how crazy it felt. And now you are, and now it's like, it's what, 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 times eight, right? (laughs) Like this just growing. And then those women can see, look what this woman does. And then your friend can tell your story. And then, then she has her own story. And then these women have their own story, all of empowerment, right? All of how we don't have to do it the way it's always been done. Oh my God. That's amazing. I have goosebumps. Yeah, I know. I have goosebumps. Every time I tell the story, it's just so and, and the thing that's amazing is that one day, one day um, they have a, they have a motorbike. They don't, they don't have a, um, a car and, mm-hmm. and she, and she doesn't know how to ride. She knows how to ride the motorbike, but she doesn't have a license to drive it. She's, she's been kind of a little fearful of driving it. I think there was an issue when she was pregnant, there was an, an, an accident that kind of made her scared, but not too long ago, she, she had a dream and she woke up and she said, I have sister, I had a dream about a car last night. And she said, I've never had a dream about a car, never owned a car. My family's never owned a car, but do you think that God has placed this on my heart? Hmm. And I said, you know, I said, I don't know, but all I know is that you can pray on it and you can just say, you know, Lord, if this is something you're going to have to make a way for it to happen. And she told me that it was the first time she and her husband had had an argument because he was like, that's a crazy dream. Like, do you know, you know, his mind is thinking of cost, 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 right. cost. And she said, you know, he, he, he and I have never fought before over something like that. And so, so it was evening time and he had come home from work. And I said, so Harsha, I hear that you and Darshika had a, a, a discussion. 
about a dream that she had. And he said, yes, just seems like a crazy dream, ma'am, that, you know, I, I just, I just don't know that they're so expensive. I said, well, Karsha, would you have thought five months ago that having a shop would be a crazy dream? Mm, right. And he said, yeah, you're right. And I said, did you think three months ago that having a new roof was a crazy dream? And he was like, yeah, mm -hmm. step, step by step, ma'am, step by step. I said, step by step. I said, it's not a crazy dream. If God places it in your heart, that's the only validation you need. Right. Period. End of story. Don't care about what other people think about it because mm -hmm. his plans for you don't know. You just don't know. I mean, I can see, I can see this as a movie already. Oh, like yeah. I can see it like showing her perspective of what mm -hmm. life was like during COVID, right. During COVID right. with small children in, you know, and like what their life was like, the hopelessness showing my perspective of us dealing with COVID and me having these expectations and I don't know what to do next and just how it all came together. Right. And the story of, of obedience, of just listening and not being afraid of what other people are going to think. And I've had this lesson with my, my daughter. We had a conversation um, because there was some negativity and, and she knew of that negativity and, um, and it was hard, you know, she's 10. And she said to me, you know, like, mom, well, this person thinks that you're spending so much time doing this and you know, that it's kind of annoying that you're so excited about this. Da, 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 da. Hmm. And I said, yeah, I said, well, let me ask you a question. I said, have you seen what's happening in Sri Lanka? She said, yeah. I said, do you think I should just stop because other people think I'm annoying? Mm -hmm. And she said, no. Yeah. And I said, sister, I said, your whole life, there's going to be people that you're too much for, that they say stuff about you behind your back because of whatever. And it's not you. It's their own issues with what their lives are or are not. Right. And what you're doing magnifies what they're not doing. Yeah. And that makes them feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I said, but I can't not do what God is calling me to do. Yeah because it makes other people feel uncomfortable. Right. That is, that's vision driven mm -hmm. mom right there, Kristen. <laughs> I mean, that's the lesson that I want for my daughter, right? right? As she moves forward. Right. An example. I mean, that's, that's, that's why really why vision driven mom, the vision driven mom podcast came into being is so that we can change that legacy, you know, for our kids. So our kids can see us doing the impossible and doing it anyway, regardless of what, you know, I mean, you're not hurting anybody. You know, there's, it's one thing if you're hurting somebody, if what you're, what you're doing is, is, uh, is taking away from them or, or hurting somebody, but that there is possibility that you're showing your kids, this is important to me. And this is what I'm doing. And if other people don't like it, I mean, what a great example, especially for teens and tweens, right? Who, who all want to try to conform that you don't have to conform. I can do things my way, right? And God's way, right? right? Following, listening, taking the steps with fear, right? I know that it, through this whole thing, you were not without fear. Oh, you know, absolutely. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm having these people pick weeds and now I'm raising money for a roof. What if we put a roof on and then like for another seven years, there's like no electricity. Like, I don't right. know, right. you know, but, right. but, but, you know, the thing is, is that God has just put people, the right people and he'll put people on my heart. And, you know, I just reach out to him and, you know, we're, we, we have raised probably a little over $2,000. I have a fundraiser right now mm -hmm. on Facebook that I started. And some people don't feel comfortable giving on that fundraiser. So I, it, it, I think on the, it's less than $2,000 on the Facebook fundraiser, but that's because some other people have just sent me money privately, you know, but to get everything done the way that it needs to be with outfitted the house with, you know, plumbing of kitchen and all that stuff, 
you know, it's probably total of, you know, $6,000. That's the total that we've needed. Mm -hmm. And we're not there yet. I mean, we're just simply not there yet, but, but you know what, each day they have enough to do the next step that needs to be done. And that's been our mantra step by step. I love that that faith for them. It doesn't all, you know, we want it to be all perfect. And this is exactly what I need to do, but life doesn't work that way. Right. But when we can trust, you know, there's an Indiana Jones uh, episode where Indiana is, he has to, he has to just trust, like there's this ravine and he has to get from one cave to another. And he just has, do you know what I'm talking about? Where he has to trust that the steps are going to show up. So he goes and he takes Mm -hmm. that first step and there's, there's no path. Like there's just, there's just the ravine. Right. And, but he Mm -hmm. takes the step. And then he breathes and then he takes another step and it just keeps showing up. And that's exactly, I mean, that's how life is, right? If when we wait until it's all perfect, then we're going to wait forever. We're going to wait our whole lives, right? We just need to listen to those nudges, listen to those whispers and follow regardless of how crazy it seems. Kristen, we Mm -hmm. are going to have to, I'm going to have to have you back because I want to hear more. I'd love to. And this has been an amazing story. I mean, this is the epitome of vision-driven mom, right? This is, this is, and I love that your friend, and now she's opening this up for eight women who are probably more than likely moms as well, right? And then they're, then they'll just have this story and, you know, like this perpetual growing, you know, of possibility in a place where, where they felt there was no hope. I mean, that's, that's what this is, right? It's a, it's a message of hope mm-hmm. and possibility that anything is possible. Absolutely. I love that. I love Absolutely that. anything. So Kristen, if you had one thing that our listeners could do right now, like one action step that they could take, what would you tell them to do? Well, it's actually, it's actually three. Okay. And it's really, it's really just every day with every situation, it could be your, your people in your home, it could be the people at the grocery store, just be your authentic self. Mm. Show up with that authenticity and don't be afraid to be vulnerable mm. and listen to those hearts of others around you, yeah. because that's really the only way that there's going to be change. Right. And especially as women, we need to stop this culture and stop perpetuating this culture of having it all together. Like, you know, hustle, 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 fake it till you make it kind of nonsense. Achieve it till you, you know, believe it till you achieve it. Right. Right but you have to be authentic in how you show up Mm -hmm. because your authenticity is going to be the beacon of the people that need that light. Right. Right. And your authenticity is not going to be everybody's flavor. I mean, that's why there we have like Baskin Robbins wasn't just one. Right. Right. Exactly. You you want, uh, you're going to, your message is going to resonate with the people that it needs to resonate with. And so I would just say, just show up and, and yeah. you have to figure out, you have to be able to be brave to do that. Mm-hmm. But when you walk in that walk, it's going to take you all over the world and it's yeah. going to help you change the world in ways that you are not even, you know, and that's the exciting part. Like I can't wait for 2021. I just yeah. can't wait to see where the next chapter is. And I stopped thinking about, oh, like we're talking about next Christmas in Sri Lanka. My sister is saying, sister, next Christmas, I want to celebrate Christmas here with you in this house. Your, your, you know, your house in Sri Lanka is my house. It's your house. And, you know, there would be a time where I would have thought like, it's over $6,000 to go to Sri Lanka for my family. Right. Right. I mean, it's a lot of money. Right. And, And there would be a time that I would have thought like, there's no way, like, I don't have, I'm not worried about that now, Tracy. Yeah. I am just not know, right? worried about that. If it is meant to happen, I will be there. Yeah. And 
you know, and what's really crazy is the other day I had a friend of mine that I hadn't talked to in years. Like we're Facebook friends. We went to high school together and she posted like this little math quiz, like on her thing. And so I answered it and we started chatting back and forth. And I said to her, um, you know, how are things going? Her husband's in the military. And she said, oh, it's going great. We're getting ready to have his next orders. And they've been in Hawaii. And I said, oh, I said, where, where are you guys headed? And she's like, yeah, we're, we're going to be going to Sri Lanka. Of course, right? Of course, of course, right? Isn't I was it, like, it's just the continual validation that you, that you were following your heart, that you were listening. Yeah. I love that. And so now I'm going to have boots on the ground. Like somebody is going to be literally in the same town that Harsha works in. Oh my gosh. And she will be able to drive to go see my friend and her shop. And it's just, it's just amazing. The story, the story continues. Right. I mean, of all the places in the world, right. I wrote, I wrote about it in chapter 15. So yeah. Okay. You have to. So I have the book. It's called all the things here and you have to check it out. I cannot wait to read it. Kristen, this has been phenomenal. I mean, this is, like I said, this is the epitome of the vision-driven mom. I mean, just to a T. I, again, like I said, I definitely have to get to have you back because we have more to talk about. We have a lot more to yes. talk about. So tell us, tell, yeah. tell our listeners um, how they can find you. Yeah. How they can find you. That'd be great. Yeah. So I have a public group called All the Things with Kristen Schindler on Facebook. Um, and then I have a private group as well. Um, and then I also have a website, kristenleeschindler.com. And you can get the book there or you can get it on Amazon. And I kindly ask that if you get it wherever you get it, that you give me a review on Amazon. And I, I love to see where people are from too, like where yeah. it's traveling all over the world. So, so there, that's where you can visit me. And if you go to kristenleeschindler.com, you can also, um, I have a page called service to others, and that's where people can check out the work in Sri Lanka and kind of see the story and look at the, the photos of what's been happening so far. Yeah. So that's Beautiful. where I am. And, and the podcast, all the things. Yeah. The podcast is there, all the things there's a podcast link there. It's on Spotify. It's on all the, all of the places where you would find podcast listening, where you prefer all the things with Kristen Schindler and, and we cover all the things. You know, do we, cover all the things. I love that. I love that. Yeah. You have a, a wide so variety excited. of the things. And, and yes, one last thing have that. Yeah. And one last thing, tell us about, you have a, you have a, a gift for my listeners. Yes. Can you tell them about the, about the, uh, the gift that you have? Yes. So if you go to kristenleeschindler.com, I actually have two things. I mm-hmm. have a, a checklist of you being able to see what areas of your life are, are in balance and what areas are not so balanced. So I talk about the things, all the things that we have and the things are the T-H-I-N-G-S, the, our time, our health, our interpersonal relationships, saying no and setting healthy boundaries, where you're going and how you're growing and service to self and others. I actually have two different things. One is a kind of just a checklist, kind of just like a quick kind of to look at those areas and what areas you feel that you have. Yeah, I'm pretty good about this. My time, I'm good. I'm organized. Um, right. But when we have an area that we're not, it's kind of like a, it, it's it's a wrecking ball, really. Yeah. And I, I know your listeners can't see this, but I have like a little visual here. So if you mm. imagine like a wrecking ball, you could have your time and your health going really well. But if you have like interpersonal relationships are not strong, it's going to take out everything. That it's is gonna exactly. Affect, yeah, it's going to yeah. affect everything. And so that so that checklist is just helpful to kind of take a little self audit of where you are. So they can, they can download that. That's for free. I have um, both the checklist and kind of like a little deeper diet ebook just to kind of look and have that self-reflection. So they can find that all on kristenleeshimmer.com. That sounds fabulous. And Kristen, I will definitely have you back because we need to talk about all the things. (laughs) Yeah, we didn't even get to talk about that. I know. We're talking about Sri Lanka. I mean, that's, that's an incredible, I love that story. And like I said, I cannot wait to read your book and it has been delightful. I feel like we've known each other forever. We just met each other really today, but I feel like we've known each other for a long, long time. And uh, thank you so much 
for uh, for coming on the show, for sharing your story, and uh, and for reaching out, for reaching out to me. What a gift! Yeah, and just remember, well, thank you. I've, I've, it's been a joy. I feel like we've been on a retreat. I do too. I do too. Each other today. I know. I know. What a great day. And, uh, and just remember that anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Goodbye for now. And thanks for listening to this episode of vision driven mom to get started on your vision driven mom journey, head over to www.visiondrivenmompodcast.com and download your copy of the regain control of your life guide. Anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Goodbye for now.